Hello, and welcome back to the Electric Punch Podcast. I am always your host, Logan Grigsby, and we are going to have another absolutely fantastic, fantabular, supersonic, amazing episode for you tonight. So quickly, with the announcements, fuck the government, or at least the Democrats and the Republicans. Fuck Russia, we're coming for you, Putin. Fuck your folk fucking local fentanyl dealer. They're trying to kill you, so don't protect them. Test your drugs, drink more water. Love each other, protect each other, watch out for each other. And remember, it's always okay to ask for help for any reason, be it mental health, addiction, struggles, ETC, it's always okay to ask for help. Also, again, this podcast is only made possible to you, the listener. So remember, likes, subscriptions, ratings, shares, anything, everything is absolutely appreciated. And this whole show is not possible without you. So if you could t- please take the five seconds, it would mean the world with to us. And so with that, I would like to welcome tonight's guests. From running Strapback, Clue, and Subsick at the West Point Bowery, to Carbon Supersonic Tour, to Zuba, to Glow in the Dark Particles, and much, much more, I would like to welcome the beautiful minds behind Heist Productions. We have Miss Comet Silva. Hello. <laughs> we have uh, Mr. Zach Williams. Hello. Uh, Mr. Jake Peck. Hey. And we have Miss Cam. Hi. So obviously, thank you guys for taking the time out of your busy schedules to come on. I know it's not easy. So thank, thank you for you being for here. Thank you for having us. <laughs> um, so my first question would be, and I know you guys aren't allowed to talk about this, but what is your heist plan? <laughs> Our highest plan. Take yeah. over the world. Take over the world. Period. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, seriously, why don't you guys tell me a little bit about the history of your company? How did you guys meet and how, what, whose kind of idea was it to start your company? We kind of like came from a conglomerate of mm-hmm. other production companies. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself have been doing production since probably 2019. Mm-hmm. Comet was with... Um, Gosh, I don't even remember. But. I, I've been with a few companies mm-hmm. at this point. I've, I've had my fair share. Um, much shout out to all of them who helped me get my start. But yeah, I came from kind of just a, a previous background almost. Mm. Good, good way to start. Good way to start. And Jake's been in the industry, music industry in general for, it's kind of like a super, like a open going. secret because he doesn't really talk much about it, but we're going to force him to talk about it today. <laughs> so. Um, I've been going for about 15 years in music, everything mm-hmm. from classical, awesome. classical training, theatrical, um, went into pop punk and mm-hmm. acoustic, uh, and then I also recently switched to more like feature bass and took okay. on the EDMs. Okay, so you're pretty, pretty well experienced across the board. Yep. Awesome. He's and- not telling you the coolest part. He was a touring rock artist. He's, oh. he's probably gonna hate me for saying this, but this man <laughs> has basically players. has super in-depth knowledge of the music industry. Okay, uh, and it was that was one of the reasons I actually initially brought him on. Me and him know each other personally mm-hmm. years before that, but when this all kind of started, I I needed like a right hand mm-hmm. man. And absolutely, Jake's the shit. He just doesn't want to say it. It's <laughs> exactly. fine. He's humble. It's fine. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. And then Cam, how did you join the Mary Band? So I've only been doing shows and working shows for a few years, honestly. I started a while back with Chaos Collective, and then I did a little bit with Bass Face, and then here we are. Okay. So how old are you guys, and what are your zodiac signs? 
Um, I Comet. I am 23. I am a Capricorn. Capricorn. Oh, that's a new one. I don't think we've heard Capricorn yet. Yes, Capricorns run the world. Nothing cap about that, period. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Zach, and I'm 25, and I'm a Pisces. Okay. Um, Jake, and 28, and I'm a cusp between a Gemini and a Cancer. Okay. Ooh. I'm Cam, I'm 22, and I'm a Virgo. Oh, so we got the whole spectrum out here. Whole <laughs> yeah, spectrum yeah. out here. Awesome. So, do you guys ever clash over, over different ideas and different ways to look at things? Or do you think that kind of help, helps having kind of different outlooks? There's pros and cons. Pro, oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. I, feel, I feel like we handle our clashes very well, oh, yeah. though, at the same time. I, I think the way that we all are just as people ourselves, we're, we're able to handle those things very Absolutely. efficiently. So Absolutely. I personally think that um, the contrast between ideas and opinions is super, super important. Because mm -hmm. it kind of gives everybody's perspective different perspectives. And it honestly works really well with our team. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'll More sets of eyes always helps. Jake and I get into very heated arguments, but we always keep it like mm -hmm. respectful and mm -hmm. not personal. And that helps us like. You really lynch liquor. Yeah. <laughs> and that really flushes out the ideas the best. Because mm -hmm. um, like we, yeah, we really get into it. Jake and I have spent many hours on the road together we've been like best friends for years so like we're able to have those like really mature conversations mm -hmm. and not be at each other's throats but at the same right. time be at each other's throats enough to like it's business be passionate about mm -hmm. it yeah i think you guys are able to be at each other's throats though and know that it's like all out of love and so you guys just kind of like i'm not worried he's gonna stab me we're not making something good right. yeah exactly so are you guys all originally from kansas city or have you guys kind of moved around over time um me myself i'm from the northland mostly i grew up in liberty mm -hmm. um graduated from liberty north high school um i have lived in the city a few times myself but um, right now I'm based out of Gladstone, um, but do definitely plan to move back to the city. I Absolutely. love the city. I thrive in the city. So that's where I want to be. I was born in a small town called Shawnee. That's like right on the Small edge. town. Come on, bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, then I just moved up here for work and um, stayed up here. Absolutely. Uh, I was born actually at KU Med right down the street, but I was raised everywhere from Phoenix, uh, New Orleans, uh, San Diego, LA, and then Ooh. here as well. How does the Kansas City vibe compare to some of those other cities like New Orleans, LA? Uh, New Orleans, like, will always be my top favorite. <laughs> I, I'm not, I've never been, one. but I've always wanted to go. Uh, I've, I've always wanted to make a trip down there. Dude, yeah. I bet Mardi Gras lit. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to do like, Mardi Gras and I want to do Buku. Yeah, no, it's definitely, like, something to experience mm -hmm. and have memories for. L.A. kind of sucks. Yeah, though, I'm, not, I'm not too interested in going to L.A. <laughs> Every, it's a millionaire club, $10 for a gallon of gas, 20 mm -hmm. for cigarettes, and I don't even smoke. Yeah, <laughs> I always say the land is beautiful, but the people mm -hmm. suck. So. Yeah, <laughs> not a good balance. No, no. Um, so I'm from Kansas City originally, mm -hmm. the Northland. I've kind of moved in back and forth between Lawrence and Casey mm -hmm. a lot, so I've experienced the scene in both. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So here's a little philosophical question for you guys: Can a person be happy if they've never experienced sadness? 
Oof, nope. No. No, nope. nope. I'm going to say that nope. straight up. Nope. Yeah, I guess it matters what happiness is to that person. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think happiness is very subjective. It is subjective, but you have to experience bad to truly um, enjoy and, and understand the good. Yeah, the good. right. Okay. I, I think the biggest thing about life is it has to be the balance between the sad and the happy. And you just have to know how to handle mm-hmm. both of them. And you'll never be able to appreciate the happy times and the good things that happen if you haven't had those sad moments. Absolutely. So this might be a little bit of a personal question. Has everybody made their bowel movements today? Oh, fuck, I haven't. Oh, Hell yeah. no. Three times, so. babe. <laughs> look, I'm slacking, dude. I'm slacking. Catch up. You're on your third. Look, next one will be your fourth. Bro, I haven't even done one today. Oh, my God. <laughs> my bowel's okay? Drink. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what was kind of the instrument? initial inspiration to start your guys's company um so we kind of came uh from a collective mm-hmm. of other production companies and came together and was like you know we we have kind of a vision where we want to go and mm-hmm. we have a way that we want to do things and i think we all just kind of had the same outlook of what we wanted to do and how we wanted to run things and we came together and decided that this was what we were going to do um, and this is how we were going to make it work. And our collective minds together, I've created something beautiful, which now is Ty's Productions. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've always thought there's no such thing as too much dubstep. <laughs> no until such thing as too much rhythm either. Sorry, I'm a rhythm head. at a music festival on Sunday morning True. and I'm mad. <laughs> right. Like, I'm sorry. Me waking up at a festival at like 9, 10 a.m. Yeah. Like, my first festival, I camped right next wah, to the main wah, stage wah, and wah, was woken wah. up to rhythm like every morning. It was the best time of my goddamn oh my life. God, is that an God. earthquake or is that the bass? <laughs> right. No, that's literally what it was. You could feel the ground moving and everything. I was like, fuck yes, this is what I want for the rest of my life. <laughs> so... Are there any particular concerts or shows that stand out in your head that made you guys say, wow, I want to be a part of this? Lose the Child. Lose the Child. Given, mm-hmm. Up Ooh. in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's a good mm-hmm. one. That's yeah. a good one. I actually have two myself, low-key. Mm-hmm. So my first out-of-town show was um, in Chicago. And it was, I can't remember the venue. I want to say it was the ballroom. But mm-hmm. um, it was Monk's. Cod Dubs, Ominous, and Yaks. And that was the cra- one of the craziest <laughs> fucking shows I had ever been to. Um, the show before that, honestly, 2017, when Flux Pavilion fucking came and wrecked the fuck out of the Midland, dude. <laughs> that show and then the Chicago show both were it for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. So if you guys could come up with a company tattoo for each other, what do you think it would be? Ski masks. Ski masks. Ski masks. Period. Ski masks. Okay. So, say you guys are part in charge of a three-day music festival. What venue do you want, and what three headliners do you want there? Talk about like local or national. National. Maybe international. Even you could go Tomorrowland. I'm I'm really inspired by. Whatever I can't remember the name of it. It's um, Excision throws it in Cancun. Oh, I've never been. Yeah, I've I wanted. Been. To, I want to go to that. I do want to go to but that. But the video I think from this that was their first year of it, wasn't it? Oh, I have no idea. I just saw. No, I think Dead Mall does something like it too. Um, I know Dead Mall does a river float. Like that. Just that would be my perfect vision of a festival to have like 
music on the beach, mm-hmm. ocean on yeah. the other side, Absolutely. multiple stages. I've heard some people want like, to do boat boat <laughs> shows where people line up in a boat. That would be kind of dope. Oh, yeah. Boat I actually shows. ended up doing that this last weekend mm-hmm. um, for in the Ozarks. I went and played oh, on a boat. Shit. That was very fun. Okay. For uh, Boatcella. <laughs> yeah, they call it Boatcella. That's awesome. Um, For me personally, I honestly, my first festival was at Eden and OKC and that Mm -hmm. venue they used out there. Like I actually really ended up loving that venue. Um, So I would probably pick that venue. If not, then I would definitely go like Astral Valley Mm -hmm. and my three headliners would definitely be Hole, for a fact, Um, more Kismet, Mm-hmm. absolutely fucking love more kismet and um my last one honestly i think out of anybody <laughs> fuck oh more kismet and i Bloom. Th- <laughs> no <laughs> no fuck that. well love flume but whole more kismet and honestly I think my last one for that would end up being, um, I don't know if you've heard of them before, but Emorphic. Emorphic okay. is a little bit of, uh, he's becoming more regional, national now, mm-hmm. but Emorphic fucking, Emorphic yeah, fucks. Okay. Emorphic <laughs> okay. fucks. Fuck that. <laughs> okay. So out of the four of you, who is Batman? Who's Robin? Who's the butler? And who is Batgirl? <laughs> I'm the butler. Let's get it straight right now. I'm the butler. Fuck that. I'm <laughs> Batman. Oh, are you going to battle him, battle him for Batman? Nah, I'm so, probably Robin. You're probably Robin? Okay. I'm Batgirl, duh. Okay. Right, <laughs> Cam is Batgirl in this bitch, mm-hmm. period. So, <laughs> Did I, I mean Catwoman? Is that what I meant? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Batgirl, Catwoman, you can be either. Catwoman. You're the one that shows <laughs> up and is just like, woman. I will fuck you up. It's fine. <laughs> like, no, not even that. She's like sly. Like Cam works on the low. Like Cam does so much stuff in Heist and then just doesn't like. Right. Ever take like, recognition for things, it. Yeah. Things would fall apart. Like, but like she's mm-hmm. there like in secret. Like, just Cam is nice, actually like, a huge, huge part of Heist. Okay. You guys <laughs> doesn't, doesn't ever recognize. I've been telling her for a few days now. I'm like, you're so much more to this team than what you think. But no, Kim is definitely Batwoman. Or Catwoman. <laughs> Cat- <laughs> <laughs> okay. So can you name Dash seeing a song that you just think describes you? Or your company as a whole? Oh man! Um, Don't ask me to sing right now. I'll bust some <laughs> shit up right now. Yeah, we're not we're not vocalists. You have to break <laughs> Am the I mic. The only vocalist. Jake, so, chime in on this. <laughs> we look the talent. We are not the talent. <laughs> we, am I the only? Wait, am I the only vocalist in this group? Jake. Uh, Jake is also a vocalist. Yeah, I was gonna say I know. Well. I was besides me. So it's just us. That okay? Fair yeah. enough. Yep. Fair enough. Um, okay. So a duet or? <laughs> I would say. A cover easy by saying a motor the void because mm-hmm. it doesn't have lyrics <laughs> but it is to, super beautiful i used to make the joke that edm is like the most conscious music because there's no words so how can there be profanity exactly. honestly i would say for us any virtual riot song absolutely i'm sorry yeah, like in any virtual riots especially like oh my god this could we, be us by virtual riot yes Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of. This could be us. It's by honestly Virtual a really Riot. inspiring song. Yes, mm-hmm. honestly, any like 
remix of that song or that song in general just gets me lit like anytime <laughs> if you could throw a uh, benefit or charity concert for any charitable cause what do you think it would be and why so i think honestly for me personally i don't know any specific charitable charities for this but i would want to raise awareness and funds towards like programs helping people with sexual assault mm -hmm. sexual trauma things of that nature i think it's not talked about enough Absolutely. in our scene Absolutely. but we see it a lot so i think bringing light to that would be fucking incredible, incredible. that would be Absolutely. really really amazing Personally, I would like to throw one for uh, OBR, which is Operation Barbecue Relief. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, Zach's dad's company, mm -hmm. and uh, they go around to disaster zones oh. and like serve out barbecue and stuff that's to badass. a lot of the people. Um, yeah. I think I've heard. I think I've heard of them. That's badass. Yeah, no, they they definitely uh, helped us out by giving us a lot of like people to look into mm -hmm. to hire, like mm -hmm. accountants, uh, lawyers, just mm -hmm. stuff to have like every business needs. Like yeah, you know what I mean? Super helpful and like guiding us how to like actually have a real llc and how to do all the paperwork and all that stuff that's like super foreign mm -hmm. to most people that yeah, don't actually absolutely. own a you know like a legit business it's it's just really hard for the very very, mm -hmm. very first time <laughs> so do you guys have any artists in particular that inspire you and what about them inspire you um for me personally more kismet um that motherfucker I <laughs> caught during COVID, uh, d like during COVID when everything was like really down and out and the Dub Rebellion was doing uh, bedroom sessions and they were doing live streams and stuff like that. And more Kismet is even younger than Dion Timmer. Like to oh, this damn. day, yes, like just turned 16, 17, like swear. And has been <laughs> like doing the damn thing for like two, three years now and is the youngest person to play, I think, EDC. Finding, uh, finding stuff like that out hurt, hurts my whole heart and soul. No, I feel I know, like it, it makes me think that I could be a lot further than yeah. where I am. But at the same time, I'm just like, you know, the, it's, it's okay. It's okay. But uh, more kismet, definitely. Um, they go by they. Their pronouns are they. Um, They're non-binary. And um, also a personally black um, person in this scene as well. And... I feel like in this scene, it is hard to find people of color. Um, you know, there's Space Laces, and I think Sweet Tooth. I think Sweet Tooth is color. I'm pretty sure Sweet Tooth is colored. Yes. So, you know, it, it's very hard to find people like that, and especially ah, more kids. Shout out Zuba. Yes, shout out Zuba. <laughs> he is one of them as well. But um, it's kind of hard. Shout out Tyrell. Shout out Noah. But. Um, <laughs> Very much more kismet is one of those people that kind of came in at such a young age with all of the odds stacked against them Absolutely. and came out and is now playing EDC, some of the biggest fucking festivals in the world. And that is something that is just magical and unspeakable, mm -hmm. honestly. Inspiring. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is the best piece of advice that you guys have been given throughout your career? Hmm. If they think you're an asshole, it's fucking fine. <laughs> no, like for real, like I had a problem with being an asshole and especially being a woman and a colored woman in this scene. It's, it's more likely than not that you're going to look at people and feel afraid to speak up. And just being a woman alone, like will make you feel like you can't have a voice Absolutely. sometimes. Absolutely. Um, and 
definitely uh my financial advisor he was like you know if they think he was like be a dick now yeah. like be an asshole now so that later they're gonna know not to fuck with you they're gonna smart. know that you mean business always stand your ground smart yep. smart smart you guys got any other pearls um you said most um inspiring piece of advice just any advice that kind of stuck with you does not be the most inspiring, mm. but yeah. mine is keep it simple. Yeah, keep it like, simple. Kiss, like the, keep the it whole, simple, stupid. Yeah, literally, uh, that's like my whole mantra. I wouldn't be able to do anything if I didn't like divide it up into little parts. Yeah, little and, bite-sized chunks. Yeah, an hour oh, seems yeah. like a lot, but fifteen minutes four times doesn't seem like exactly, that much. Exactly. Absolutely. Personally, I when I first got into the scene. I was approached by this older woman and I just got to talking to her and the best piece of advice I got was from her and that was extend a helping hand. Be that person that people feel safe coming to when something is wrong at a show. Like be fucking nice. Oh yeah, it's Absolutely. always very yeah. rewarding whenever somebody's like having a bad time or like they don't feel safe and they know they can come to you. Exactly, you they know? feel comfortable coming to you. Be that type of character. This is right. very conflicting. Be an asshole to get respect, <laughs> but also right. be nice. Right, huh. like very Absolutely. much in the professionalism scene. Like if you have to be a dick, like be a dick. You know, I like and it's gonna it come off as you being a dick to other people, but you know that you're standing your ground and you're holding yourself to what you're worth and you know your worth. And the thing is, Absolutely. is not letting people step over you. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if you see somebody that looks mm. like they need a helping hand, like help them out. Do that. Help Some, them out. Sometimes as women, we have to be dicks, but it's really mm -hmm. just boundaries. Mm -hmm. Right. And reinforcing them and standing behind them. As That's a woman, important. it is very easy to get stepped over in this scene. And you can't, if you want to make it anywhere, you can't let that happen. Don't let these people step over you. Like, don't. Don't let them make you feel invalidated. Know that what you say is worth it and keep fighting for that. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I would say just don't count your failures. Mm -hmm. Anything yeah. in music, you're going to fail a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. At, least learn some, at least learn something from it. Yeah, it's exactly. a lot of trial and error, but mm -hmm. once you do it, like, yeah. just enjoy the experience. Mm -hmm. um, between those two things, if you're enjoying what you're doing, does it really matter how it ends up? Absolutely. Period. Words sure. of wisdom. Period, poo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So thinking back through your career, what are just some random fun, fun memories that like pop up in your head and just make you smile? <laughs> For me, it's the New Year's show. That was yeah, one of our my absolute favorites. We saw all of our favorite people there. So many artists from other companies. I mean, I'm sorry, not artists, but other artists in, in Kansas City. But also other people from other like small right, production we saw, like, companies. Everybody that night for real. It was beautiful. Everyone had a good time. The vibes were great. It mm. was overall just. It was just nice. It was right. good vibes. Right. I loved it. Right. <laughs> that was our first sold out show as highest. Yeah. 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 Yep, that was. Okay. So back to some philosophy. People say that money doesn't buy happiness, but do you think you can be happy without money? No. It's up to like $80,000. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like <laughs> <laughs> 83. I think you need to have enough to be steady right. and to pursue your goals without ever having to worry about, oh, how am I going to feed myself or how am I going to feed my kids or how am I going to put a roof over my head? I don't think a billion dollars is going to make you happy either. Right. Yeah, I no. think if you have like everything covered mm -hmm. and you have like some spending money. So you can do what you actually want to do. Yeah. And then I think like anything past that point isn't going to like make a difference mm -hmm. on like how much happy you mm -hmm. are. 
I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say that, yes, you can be happy without money. Um, I have met a lot of people that don't have shit, that don't have money, that are living in tents off the Paseo and they have the most positive fucking outlook on this world and on life than anybody that I've ever met. And it's just learning to be content, learning to be happy with what you do have. You could like be that. in such a worse position. Like, I know if I was homeless, fuck it, I'd still be walking around Kansas City exploring shit <laughs> and making memories for myself. Like, you know, they're That's so true about you. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, like, you already know me. Like, I, I would deadass do that. Like, yeah. I could be homeless and I would still be, like, exploring everything that I can. You know, it, it, money definitely helps. Yes, it does. Because you can spend money on different experiences and stuff like that. But at the same time, I feel like Money isn't exactly everything. I feel like it's more just learning to be, you know, okay with what you do have, you know, and knowing that it could be worse. You could straight out be dead and not get to experience life at all mm -hmm. um, and have those experiences. So it's like, you know, just being grateful that you're at least here for another day, whether you have money or not. Mm -hmm. No, I I agree completely with that. They definitely say money is the root of all evil. And I mean, look at Native Americans. Back before fucking white people came over and fucked us over, we didn't have money. Absolutely. We're happy all the time. Fuck Absolutely. Christopher Columbus. Yeah, fuck Christopher Columbus. <laughs> fuck Christopher Columbus. <laughs> so uh, what characteristics do you guys think make up a good friend? Okay, so a good friend to me is somebody who is um receptive to what you have to say mm -hmm. somebody who's empathetic you know i very much enjoy open-mindedness mm -hmm. it makes friendships easier um you know reliability absolutely reliability can you rely on that friend mm -hmm. um honestly my biggest thing is like i know i've been in some situations where maybe my friends don't agree with what all i'm doing but i have a son if you can turn around and at least make sure that my son is okay like my kids are okay. I yes. that's all I could ask that's for. Important. Like for real. Like you know, having a son. My son is three. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's just like you know, even if I'm not doing okay, or even if I'm not like on the best of terms with that person, like caring enough about me to care about my kids. Mm -hmm. You know, making sure my kids are okay. I've always been a big believer that the best friends are the ones who will check you and put you in your place if you're right, and off. and that's something Absolutely. I value too. You know, if I have a friend that's willing to look at me and be like, "Hey, bitch, you're fucking the fuck up," like yeah. absolutely, like you do I am that. the biggest advocate against being a yes man. You don't want yes mm -hmm. men in your life. You need somebody mm -hmm. real with you. Absolutely, and I'm not gonna lie. That's Absolutely. one reason why I value Cami here so much because she she hypes me up at all the best times. But at the same time, if so I'm about you. to fuck yeah. up, if I'm about to do some stupid shit she's gonna look at me and be like wait bitch you need to take a fucking second and she's gonna let me know like hey like hold the fuck up now so you know it, it's friends like that that are willing to also say you like straight when you need absolutely. it absolutely no that's basically it dude just be straight up yeah. with your people you, you know what i mean yeah. but want the best for your people on uh, the opposite hopefully. side of that you still gotta be able to like receive straight up yeah absolutely absolutely this is why i consider jake one of my best friends because like we can do the wildest shit but mm -hmm. then like if it gets a little bit too crazy he's like all right hey let's let's just simmer, it down. In a let's bit. simmer down you know, sally like, jake's like oftentimes my voice the reason mm -hmm. you know like 
If yes. I'm like heated off of something, I'll like call him up and be like, bro, like here's what the fuck's mm-hmm. going on. Here's why I'm pissed. And like, here's what I'm going to do about it. And he like lets me vent to him a bit. And then he's like, all right, so like for real, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what does planning a show look like to you guys? What's the first step? Is it just an idea? Yes. How do you go about picking a venue? How do you go about choosing artists? And then the people, uh, headliners and then openers. How, how, how does that all work? So we start by securing a date at the venue, because mm-hmm. um, that's actually the hardest yeah, part, believe it or not. I, 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 <laughs> no, but, I can imagine. Um, like, most of our venues right now are, like, pretty much booked out till the end of the year. Oh, wow. Um, so we're working on, like, we, we have some fun planned for this next mm-hmm. year um, that we're going to get us more in a venue more often, mm-hmm. and that will allow us to throw more shows. But, yeah, it's always securing the venue. And then we kind of have an open discussion in our Discord chat about who we should book and like who we should bring on. And then we kind of like discuss back and forth um, and just go from there. Mm -hmm. That is one thing I appreciate about this company and the people that I work with is they are very willing to take ideas from everybody. Everybody. Um, So it is kind of all of our working minds that come together and make a show happen. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then following that, the days leading up to the show and the day of the show, what does that look like for you? Do you guys have pre-show rituals? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I think that looks a, di- a little bit different for all of us. Yeah, do you? Yeah, where are you guys' <laughs> kind of pre-show rituals? What time do you guys wake up? What time do you show up at the venue to start putting <laughs> shit up? So I personally start the pre-show prep about three days before. Um, mm-hmm. I'm personally in charge of like merch and vending and things like that, and as well as a little bit security. So I make sure um, I have a security team. I have people showing up to vend. The vendors that are schedules are coming still. And then you know we wait. Me and Comet wake Zach up at. 3 p.m. <laughs> on show day. I'll be like, hey, he's not awake. And I'll be like, wake his ass the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think for me, um, most of my like pre planning is um, because I'm artist uh, relations. I'm director of artist relations, mm-hmm. is kind of my main suit. I help out with a lot of other things, but that's mostly my main suit. So for me, it's, you know, getting plane times, you know, when they're landing, when they're departing, knowing when my schedule is going to be checking into their hotel, setting it up for them and stuff like that. Not even um, that. Comet's so on top of it, she'll get the hotel done like a month prior. Uh, yeah, true, <laughs> They true. better have roses yes, and they better exactly. have right. this specific type of peanut. <laughs> if I see cashews in there, I'm coming in there and somebody's right, getting no, a foot in the I, ass. I'll specifically get with the artist or like the representative, whoever I need to get with and make sure you know that what they want is mm-hmm. at the venue and what they want at the hotel is there you know and set that up for them beforehand make sure their hotel is checked into no matter what time they get there so that they don't have to worry what about is that. uh the craziest thing an artist has ever asked for you to have like, <gasps> on hand? Oh, <laughs> my got this one. Oh man so, <laughs> i'm trying to think what I'm, about the white vans yes yep that was it the white vans they wanted a brand new pair of white vans and i was just like look did we man. even know the size <laughs> right i didn't know the shoe size or anything oh, they're just man. like i just want white vans yeah, and i was like oh um, so <laughs> i was like oh wait uh sir um i need more information mm, here i was like i mm. low top high top right <laughs> like you just want to pair of what okay he's actually talking about the vehicle right <laughs> like, like at this one i'm like do you 
want a van, bro? Like, do you want to borrow my van? Like, what? Like, it's I It's not white, but fuck, right, it'll do the it's same It's silver, job. but like, we can do it. Like, mad, I, mad respect to the artists that make your writer like super easy to understand, super easy to no, get, and for just real. like to the point. Like, that goes so far. Right. Like, my artists actually, uh, at least a lot of the artists for the most part that we've worked with have actually done a really good job of like, keeping it simple to their writer and, you know, as far as the writer list and what they want, you know, keeping it very simple and doable, especially, you know, day of show. Um, a lot of them will ask for like snacks and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. um, like I had a veggie tray be asked, um, for one of mine. So, you know, stuff like that. Like I definitely wait till because they didn't eat, So we don't mind like getting writer items at all. Obviously like yeah. that's part of the contract. Yeah. All that. It's expected. And so, but they didn't touch was, the veggie it was, tray. It was kind of funny because ah. we got them two veggie trays and they didn't, like, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't even open. Enough to feed like maybe 30, 40 people. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, like I got these fat veggie trays and they didn't touch shit out of the veggie tray. And I was like, you know what? I was like, more so for just, us. Like yeah, we're yeah. in the green room and we're like, we just ate it as an after show snack as a team. <laughs> Okay, so you guys come from music, musical families, and what was the role of music growing up in your life? Go ahead. Yes, I come from a mu very musical family. Um, my dad played guitar a lot when I was younger. He doesn't like mm -hmm. play at all anymore. But and then my grandpa was in like several different bands and did like folksy country type mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and we would always go with him to like his shows and his festivals that he played at and stuff Absolutely. Um, so kind of like completely opposite of dubstep but mm -hmm. hey music is music yeah, music like, is music it was always folk growing up it was never anything electronic or hey there is folk dubstep folk. out there there is folk music bops <laughs> personally so my biological father um he was into vocals he was in a jazz band he did Ooh. a lot of jazz music he also produced and he played like three different instruments. I don't, I'm not that musical. I was in choir for six years. Can't sing for shit. No one bothered <laughs> to tell me. <laughs> I also did musicals and I was also a band kid. I played the clarinet. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, my father is very much on the jazz side too. Um, he, both of my parents actually sing. Both of them are actually very good singers um and vocalist and my father specifically he was more on like the gospel music and the jazz side um along with his mother also who can sing um my whole dad's side the family damn near can sing and then my mother um she can sing but she will love to tell you otherwise <laughs> um and she is the one that got me into like rock music like i remember mm. being three years old in the car and this bitch is playing evanescence and red hot chili peppers <laughs> and shit and i'm like fuck yeah mom so what is this what like is this? three years old and like fuck yeah what is this i bro? love seeing three-year-olds headbanging right like me now. just being in the back like happy to be there for the ride and being like yeah the comments already started again because button like loves right EDM. my son absolutely like, loves EDM so music. he loves mm -hmm. rock music he loves anything that i play my son mm -hmm. is very much a musical kid too and he loves to dance too mm -hmm. um, my mom also when she was a kid and a teenager she had danced at a dance studio actually in gladstone down the street from right live um and when i was three years old she put me in the same dance studio mm -hmm. and so i was dancing with them and I ended up doing like competitive dance, like jazz tap uh, competitively and was traveling, like doing nationals and, you know, different shit like that. Mm -hmm. And 
she kind of kept my roots there as far as dancing. Um, but she also writes poetry. Um, and a lot of her poetry, especially within the past few years, have been able to be turned into like music mm-hmm. lyrics. And so there's a lot of times even now she'll write something and she'll be like, sing this for me. Absolutely. You know, like I want you to sing it. And then I started recording music when I was 10. Um, mm-hmm. And that's when I put out my first song. And it's yeah, after that, you know, I had my stepdad and he wrote and produced and stuff like that. And then he had a musical family himself where I met, you know, what is technically my step uncle, but it's more like a brother to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wrote and worked on beat machines and, you know, pianos, keyboards, and just whatever he could do. So it mm-hmm. was kind of, I've kind of just been surrounded by it. Okay. Uh, my family is interesting because everybody's an artist, mm-hmm. but nobody's a musician. <laughs> uh, I'm the only musician in the family, but everybody else is like really crazy. Like mm-hmm. went to Seattle Art Institute, kind of okay. crazy, like uh, really lifelike portraits. But mm-hmm. like I have tremors, so that doesn't happen for yeah, me. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it's cool. I so- rub in their face. <laughs> yeah, that that part painting's pretty cool, but look what I can do. Exactly. Yeah, I saw this meme the other day that was like, at least I waste my life on something cool like music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it sounds like you all come from pretty big ba- musical backgrounds. What does your family think about your goals and aspirations? Oh, my mom. Are they pretty loves supportive? It. Yeah. Oh, my mom fucking loves it. I took her with me one day to do my writer list and like check into a hotel and mm-hmm. she was like crying by the end of it. She was oh. like, I'm so proud of you. And that means so much more to me than I can mm-hmm. even express. Okay. So I was scrolling on Facebook the other day and I saw a post alleging there was some creepy fuck at the Stratback show who has nothing to do with your company. How does your company deal with allegations like this? What do you guys do to make sure that everybody's safe? What do you what are you going to do to make sure stuff like this doesn't happen in the future? Um I know obviously everything's kind of up in the air and there's still not a lot of details out there. But yeah, could you guys kind of weigh in on that? So, um how we and we have been uh made aware of the situation obviously. Um the situation actually did not happen inside of our venue, but what we have done um is, you know, we are we are looking into the situation. Um we do have a security team um that also kind of acts as somewhat of a safety committee. You know, we very much pride that everyone feels safe at our shows. Um, that's one of our biggest things is making sure that everyone feels safe and comfortable and is able to have a good time. You know, Heist prides itself on having good vibes. Um, so we are looking into the situation as we speak. Um, a definite answer and solution has not been found out yet. Um, the more that we are able to know about the situation, you know, and it also does come down to, you know, whether those involved do want to speak. Um, we don't want to invade their privacy. We want to be respectful of them and we don't want to make them forced or feel forced to, you know, speak on something that they're not ready to talk about. Um, so Mm -hmm. we are looking into it and we will do our best, uh, of course. Sounds like you guys are doing a really good job at tackling the situation. Obviously that's a situation that could happen at any show, at any venue for any production company. I admire that you guys have obviously see that there's a problem and you're doing everything in your power to make sure that you are doing it right. 
Um, We're doing our best. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all you can do. Um, what about other medical emergencies such as heat strokes, seizures, overdoses? Do you have plans in place for those? So we are currently kind of putting together um, a small team of people who are licensed and qualified to handle those situations mm -hmm. because right now we don't have like a super great team for that or a specific person we go to for medic but we're definitely working on that because it hasn't happened yet but you know we yeah, went to that last festival and we started thinking about it suicide it does happen. boys yesterday i think it's at least 10 people were falling out so oh my god oh, yeah, yeah yeah i got the yeah. text i went there last night and i got a text and she was like bro people, like people were yeah. falling like out left bad. and right it was it was bad I will say, kind of a random fun fact, I do keep a trauma kit around, so Smart. like if shit really hits the fan. Man. Um Yeah, we have kits around. Yeah, we have a first like, aid <laughs> kit, we have a trauma kit just in case, you know, bloodborne things happen, things Absolutely. of that nature. Uh on top of that, like I I'm medically trained. Mm -hmm. Uh I went to school for molecular biology and I was oh, wow. for emergency medicine, but I lost funding. Um but mm -hmm. what I can say is I can treat basic things. Yeah. You know yeah. Not, You're gonna be able to make sure somebody's good until an EMT gets there. Yeah, exactly. And another good thing is um Worst case scenario, I think we're at most five minutes from a hospital. Yeah, like our home yeah. Away from KU Med. Yeah, so. right. and I myself also am in med like certified. So, <laughs> yeah, as common as a CNA. Mm, yeah, awesome. well, not CNA. Technically, um, RN if we want to be technical, but I am med certified. I I am a nurse, so it's mm, badass. Thank you. Okay, so then would you rather drive an ice cream truck to work, or would you rather go to work dressed as a clown? Ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> ice cream truck for sure. Yeah. I can blast whatever yeah. I want out of that motherfucker. Is there ice cream yeah. in the ice cream truck? Yes. But Absolutely one time fill truck. up. If you run out of ice Ooh. cream, you you have to either replace it your Ooh. own. If I work in an ice cream truck, I'm riding down the street bumping E40. <laughs> Period. Okay, so what are you guys' opinions on garden gnomes? I have one in my house. We have I love one. them. Oh, <laughs> it's our good luck gnome. It actually it was a gift for one of my family. With my like dad's mm -hmm. friend who knows that we're like huge stoners okay and it's holding a joint it's literally holding like, ah, a okay joint. that's badass that so. one's okay <laughs> everyone else every other one too scary for me yeah the creepy ones that like you know like are in like old people's yards yeah. though don't like them yeah. yeah people don't know this but heist is actually like purely funded on gnoming fuck uh, <laughs> no that south park we episode we steal socks the gnome question gods. question mark question mark question mark <laughs> yeah, right. you whenever we have a mark. wish or uh anything like that we go to the gnome god <laughs> <laughs> it means i just put on costumes and go and sit, stand in people's backyards. give them a sacrifice yeah i have to sacrifice a goblin to a gnome <laughs> okay so how would you guys rate each other's work ethics i think everyone on this team is like puts in so much work mm -hmm, um good. so it's and it's so you can't even say like rating wise because i feel like everyone just puts in so much work mm -hmm. in so many different places mm -hmm. so like it's kind of just a constant bit of moving parts okay and it is but that's a little bit of a cop-out so for comet, <laughs> <laughs> for comet i'm gonna say a nine for zach i'm going to say oh, oh let's see mr sleeps until three i guarantee it won't be a ten Exactly. I'm about to go on blast here. You are, you are. As far as like leading up to the show, absolute 10. But day of show, mm, 
Clean six. Clean six. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Jake, probably an eight. Me, probably an eight. I was going to say, and then we also have Zach, our graphic designer. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, yes. Zach is not here with us. Not me, Zach. Um, other Zach. Right, do set. <laughs> um, he goes by Ego Death as well. That's his DJ name. He DJs as well, but he, he does, does all of our graphic design. Mm. Yes, he does a lot. And for runs us our as promo well. team. Shout yes. out to Zach. Yes, he does a great job with that, and I think his work ethic is definitely nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. Ten out of ten. Mwah, love you. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things that's awesome about this, we're all really good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we we recognize when like some of us are having a bad day or an off day or just like not not about it like when you're mm-hmm. doing this you're running a business you're doing this for years and none mm-hmm. of us do this for profit we mm-hmm. just do this purely for fun for fun yeah okay. so it's like all the time all of us will go through different waves where we'll be like extreme ecstatic extreme about ecstatic this and that about and then like I, sometimes we're just not about it but i mean we still get through it absolutely but, understand right. that from the podcast perspective i this is all out of pocket i don't sell ads so Right. This, I think Jacob's work ethic as well oh, is yeah. definitely a nine or ten. Definitely up there. Jake does a lot as well. So yeah, I appreciate it. But no, that was saying that just in general. Like, you know, right. <laughs> I think I think all of us actually do a very good job of putting in a lot of work to make things happen. And I think we all kind of share the burdens and you know the different tasks that are to be done. So I mm-hmm. think we all kind of do a good will of distribute or a good job of distributing that Absolutely. between us. Adding on to that, I've noticed um, when somebody is going through life things or you know they're too fucking busy, they're working all the time, kids sick, whatever. We pick up the slack for that person. Right. Like, it is okay. It's fine. We're not right. going to demonize they're... anybody for not being able to show up. Right, there have been multiple times where, like, I'm just straight out like, dude, like, I'm not doing okay, you know, like, I need Mm -hmm. a second, and the team has my back on that, you know, I've never had to worry about that, and they're all very caring about it. I'm very anti, like, corporate type, I want to, like, basically run our company, like, a Silicon Valley type company, like, if we had an office, there'd be slides, there'd be (laughs) basketball nets, there'd be, like... You, you know, can't like tell by my creation time. Yeah, basically, like straight up, like I don't lots of beer. Like work, work <laughs> doesn't work doesn't get done unless you're having fun. And like we even like I've I've read a lot about like even mm-hmm. how like Google has like a, a it's like a my friend works Project at Google. Friday my friend works at Google. Yeah, yeah so like you're they like get free flaming exactly, yawn and exactly. shit like that all the time. And they they yeah, force you to work squid. on your com- your personal projects mm-hmm. on company time. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, great company to work for. Yeah. I could not say m- enough good things so, about Google. That's kind of how we want to run things. I I really hate like corporatized. Things. Absolutely. Um, if you can't tell, if you can't tell, we're very anti-corporate. Yeah. <laughs> we start every podcast with "fuck the government." Yes, fuck so. the government. Um, all of that. Yes. Fuck the government. Fuck Christopher Columbus. All that shit. <laughs> okay. So, did you guys ever get in trouble in high school? And if so, what for? Wait, I'm gonna let y'all answer this first because I didn't get in trouble like that except for skipping class like once. So I gotta hear this shit. I got in trouble all the time, but I always got really lucky to like beat it. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Oh man, I see. <laughs> so like, I was always like really smart mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like at least what I thought. Like the adults, like I, I always like when I was a kid, like all the adults, I thought they were all stupid, <laughs> and like for the most part, they are. But um. I had like my dad, for example, caught like all of my bullshit mm-hmm. because his favorite line to say to me was, "You can't bullshit a bullshitter." Bullshit, yeah. So um, he caught me on pretty much like everything bad that I did, mm-hmm. um, and some things he just didn't even tell me until I was like older. <laughs> so 
Well, like, he basically knew like everything I was up to, and I thought I was being slick. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Did you get in trouble at school, Jake? Oh, I had an interesting childhood. <laughs> 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 I had uh, like five or six different high schools. Oh fuck! Uh, I was an emancipated minor, so it was mm-hmm. interesting. But at eighteen, I went to prison for selling weed. Fucking felt. felt yeah. Felt, been, there, <laughs> been there, not prison, but jail, but been there. Oh man. Uh, so what were you guys like in high school? Band nerd, band nerd, druggy, band nerd. Oh, I wasn't in band. I was just like a loner. Band nerd. He said choir earlier. <laughs> but I, in high school, was low-key. I was like the one black emo kid. In <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I was like the one black emo kid, but I never had like a specific group. Like I had like my close friends, but I got along with everybody. I was mm-hmm. a choir kid. I was a broadcast kid. I was a theater kid. I did musicals and plays and shit. I was also a stagecraft kid, so I built the sets too. I I did all sorts of shit, mm-hmm. and I I did fucking uh color guard, dude. Like uh, I was on the color <laughs> guard team. Like I know how to work a fucking flag and a rifle. Like I just want to say one of my biggest personal achievements is some of the kids that bullied me in high school. I've actually seen at our shows with that. paid tickets. No, I love that. So, I love that. Hell yeah. And then, like, a lot of them just, like, are, like, trying to add you back on Facebook now that you have your, like, Yeah, your I'm the second that, person but... I asked to have on the podcast, no called, no showed completely. And now oh, every geez. time he sees me, hey, man, how are you doing? So when when am I coming on the podcast? Da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, okay, bud. You're like, wait, what? So what do you think is the most rewarding part of your guys' jobs? Seeing people really happy at the shows yeah. for me personally, and like just seeing people like be with their friends, having a great time because we want to like foster like a, a yeah. space of positivity and a space of like free expression. I mean, get away from all the bullshit. Exactly. We've had so much COVID, fucking exactly. wars now, gas prices, so much bullshit. It's a place to go and escape from all the bullshit. Exactly. Abs- one of the most okay. So this is my favorite part of doing this all <laughs> is that. Personally, so I oversee vending, right? So I get to kind of scout out and look for people who have like small businesses, small shops, you know, wire wrap, make things of that nature. And I am absolutely so fucking thrilled and privileged to be able to put them on, you know, give them a little bit more exposure to people. Oh, yeah. No, my I, I understand oh, yeah. that completely. Small artists, small businesses, hit mm-hmm. us up. <laughs> I, I agree completely. I don't sell ad space currently, but I love hyping up small businesses as much as I can. If somebody hits me up and it's like, hey, just give me a shout I will give people shout outs. <laughs> right. If somebody wants a shout out, I have a pot guy that I shout out to. I also <laughs> have a stuffed uh, shroom girl that I shout out to. Right. I think the most rewarding part for me, Loki, mm-hmm. especially because I'm like director of artist relations and I work, you know, more directly with artists than anything is when an artist can come to me at the end and be like, Hey, like I had a great time, Mm -hmm. you know, um, this is a kick-ass show, right? Like when they come to us and they're like, Hey, you guys are badass people. Hey, Mm -hmm. I had a great time, you know, Hey, thank you for so much, you know, for everything that you've done. I, I think that's one of the most rewarding parts because that is the main part of my job and as well as you know getting to see people happy at our shows is absolutely definitely rewarding okay so on the flip side of that question what is the most stressful part of your guys's jobs <laughs> changing things i literally a second's notice yeah yeah um oh. and being flexible mm-hmm. that's the in my opinion the hardest part because we'll have like mm-hmm. like um for example we actually that last show we had we had an artist um had to drop out like literally mm-hmm. 3 a.m the day of show oh man so yeah but no. we handled it so 
Right, no, we were able to handle it, thank God. (laughs) So, what do you think is the crazy experience that you have had to deal with while working a show? This could be bouncing unruly guests. This could be finding (laughs) fucking two people fucking behind a candy store or some weird shit like that. What's the weirdest crazy? Well, apparently there are some, at the warehouse, there are some tires that people fetishize. I remember that shit. I remember (laughs) that shit. What's weird guys' crazy story? Low key. Okay. My craziest and funny, like funniest experience. Okay. Remember the show where afterwards we found the shoe? Oh, the the dude had left the shoe at like the vent. Like, I don't just know what shoe. happened. It was oh, just shoe. a singular shoe. And all of us were looking at each other like, so he left with one shoe? Like, what? Yeah. Like, what? And we took a picture with it afterwards. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, if you guys could go back five years and give yourself some advice, what do you think it would be? Stop downing yourself, dude. Stop doubting your abilities. I would Just say, do that shit. So, five years ago, I was a really stupid, like, young mm-hmm. kid. You know, I was 20 years Absolutely. old. And mm. I pissed off a lot of the local big players around here uh, for valid reasons. Just being a stupid kid mm-hmm. and thinking I could just, you know, mouth off to whoever and whatever. <laughs> and think it didn't matter and um i'm still just now finally repairing a lot of the relationships that i've messed up when i was younger definitely feel like somebody's gonna remember who i am one day (laughs) 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 i'd say just be more graceful Mm -hmm. like final final word of advice Mm -hmm. like i would give myself okay so to counter that question five years in the future (laughs) where is heist going to be and where how do you see edm itself evolving in the next five years there's a couple different ways that that, there's a couple different ways that that can be answered um shoot well we could be doing big things doing great things Mm -hmm. at the midland the uptown just staying here locally we could be on the road uh help organizing festivals we could be doing all sorts of things we could just keep it little and do local shows mm-hmm. uh it kind of just matters what our team wants to do wants that year be yeah that because Absolutely. it's it's always been a team thing so it's like it's not one or the other mm-hmm. it's a little bit of everything i agree it is everything one of the goals um for me personally and a few other team members love this idea in five years, we hope to open our own venue. Badass. That is a Badass. big goal. Badass. I can get behind that. It's hard to find venues. It definitely so is. So that is, that is the biggest. Is. That is a goal. Definitely in the next five years, I, I do somewhat in a way want to see us go worldwide. You know, um, I think we all have the capabilities and the skills to do it. I think that we're all capable of it. So I would love to see that. If you guys could go to one country and just put on shows in one foreign country for a year what country would you want to do it in fucking europe dude have you seen rampage europe's a continent Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's what we usually get and i'm like and just a country man i'm sorry but fucking rampage out in germany bro oh my god south america they know how to party yeah i would want to go to the sicilian i think that's also a continent Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> the islands of Sicily. Okay. Ooh. See, that's Italy. That's Italy. So then you got all Italy. Yeah. I would okay. love that. I think I would love that. Just like, I've always been really attracted to like mm-hmm. Mediterranean beach vibe. Absolutely. And also you're close to Ibiza, Ibiza down there, which is obviously mm-hmm. legendary for so many reasons. But 
Um, that'd be like my goal. <laughs> okay. So if you could tell your fans or be remembered for one thing, what would you want it to be? Hmm, that's hard. If I could tell the fans one thing, it would definitely be thank you for your support. Um, what we do is definitely not possible without them. Mm -hmm. um, we appreciate their continued support um, and them showing up and showing out at shows. Um, and that's something that means a lot to us for sure. Okay, awesome. Okay, so these last few questions are for you, Comment, and you, Cam. What is it like being a woman in a mostly male-dominated industry? Do you, ever, <laughs> do you ever feel like people look down or they look down on you guys or take you guys less seriously? You want to oh, start this or me? You, you start it. You, yeah, you, First you off, men it. are pigs. I'll start it. <laughs> right, yeah, but, yeah, right. I'm sorry, but when y'all say y'all are built different, y'all are definitely talking about your audacity <laughs> levels, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. As women in the industry, we definitely um, get downplayed a little bit. We, look, we get looked over. We don't get the recognition all the time. People talk to us like we right. don't really do anything. We're just kind of there. Like I was working security, and... Nobody really took me seriously until I wouldn't let them in the damn door. <laughs> so right. once you start being a dick, they're like, ooh, she means business. Yeah. And that's what you were talking about earlier. Like you kind of have to be a dick, but it's really just establishing those boundaries. Like, right. Hey, and standing is... your ground. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I think one of the things about being a woman in this industry is to an extent, especially for me and Cam being colored women in this industry mm -hmm. as well, it, a lot of people will look at you and think that the odds are stacked against you. Yeah. And it's a lot of proving yourself, you know. A lot of proving like, yourself. Having to prove yeah. Right. It, especially if you're a male, you, you don't have to prove yourself mm -hmm. as much, at least from what I've noticed. And so, you know, building up that uh, that credibility and that experience behind you is hard because mm -hmm. you get downplayed a lot Absolutely. and you get overlooked a lot um but it's just a matter of thank god i have you know a few other women on this team can you know cam included mm -hmm. that are strong-minded women and are just strong women in general to where you know we know how to hold our ground mm -hmm. and we know how to stick up for Absolutely. ourselves Give a motherfucker an inch, you they'll always try to take a mile. Period. I just want to say thanks to Cam and Comet, it's actually opened my mind on mm -hmm. um, a lot of things in terms of like what women face in the industry mm -hmm. and like how I as a male can like help them with like mm -hmm. getting what they're after in the industry. Okay. And they've taught me so much that I would just be completely lost and like almost like ignorant of the issues just because they're not issues that us mm -hmm. as men face at all. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Just, that's there's what, things that like men don't think of because we don't have to deal with that's them. That's why I try and to then, ask these questions because I have no, no fucking clue. Right, no yeah. fucking clue. Right. I I'm, think me and exactly. Cam are also very lucky to have mm -hmm. like male team members that, you know, understand that okay. and are very open-minded to, you know, learning about those things. Okay. Um, absolutely. So we're very lucky for that as we well. We are. We are. Okay, so I think we have about time left for about one last question. So 
What is some advice that you would give women to make sure they stay safe in the community, especially if that woman, that woman didn't have too many friends or anything like that and wanted to go to shows, but was nervous about that anxiety. Dude. And what if they even wanted to like hop in and on the production side? What advice would you give for them? Dude, hit us up. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, for real. Like, you know, I think a lot of women are so scared to like reach out and mm-hmm. find other women that they can like be cool with and like go to shows with and shit like that and you know know that they feel safe like it's hard to find people sometimes that you can actually feel secure and safe around and dude hit us up like for real you know me and cam are both you know one thing that i love about cam is that she's a very woman's woman Mm -hmm. um and (laughs) she you know me and her both are you know the type of woman if we see you and we realize you're not having a good time or if we see you and you're alone dude like we're going to come up to you. We're going to make sure you're okay. We're going to make sure you're having a good time. If you see um, me at a show, I will watch your drink. Come find me. Right. No, for real. I had somebody ask me at the last show to watch their drink. And I was like, absolutely. Give me that shit. Put it over here. And ain't nobody touching it. Like, you know, just don't be afraid to reach out. Women um, are your best friends. There are a lot of women in this scene that are great women absolutely. and are going to look absolutely. after you. I've don't be afraid to reach best, out. Best don't friends be afraid. That through- mm-hmm. And especially, you know, knowing just like I said, Cam is a woman's woman, you know, you can reach <laughs> yep. out to us and we'll give you the advice that you need, you know, the steps that you need. I, when my coming up was very much you know difficult because i felt like i didn't have too many women that i could go to and ask for advice um and figure out you know how to continue my upbringing but just do it just reach out network connect with women other people Mm -hmm. you know just do it that goes for shows as well i am an avid solo goer to shows and raids do not be afraid do not be if you're feeling unsafe do not be afraid to walk up to another woman and, you know, just talk to them, ask for help, let them know the situation. If you're going solo and you feel uncomfortable, let somebody know. Absolutely. It does not matter. Let somebody know. Somebody will help you. Yeah. Somebody right. will extend that, that hand. And that the most need. unsuspecting person will be the one that helps mm-hmm. you the most. Yep. Like, for real, whether you know them or not. Like, you know, and that's one thing that I love about this community is mm-hmm. a lot of women are women's women. And yep. the girly standing in the back, the girly standing in the back, right. hoping and stuff. Yep. Right. Yep. <laughs> Reach out to them. I they might be you. at the front losing my shit and headbanging, but you can still come to me, baby. Period. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay. So that is about us on time. So before we go, why don't you guys tell us about what we have to look forward to coming up from you guys? So much. Have we so dropped? Much. Have we dropped the next show date? No, we yeah. have not. Okay, I will say nothing. <laughs> yeah, we haven't. We have some stuff secret. coming up. Oh, sorry, okay, so there is things coming up. Super secret. <laughs> <laughs> we have three dates ready, but three super dates secret. ready, Wait, but super year? secret. Yes. We have three mm-hmm. dates this year ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two. I would absolutely two, two, three, six, six, two, two dates for the rest of this year. One more basically at the beginning of next year okay well i would like to thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules i really hope one of those shows is a halloween show or an outdoor show or something oh yeah but but thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it 
It means means a lot to much to me us. and the listeners. Yes. Shout out to Logan and right. Shout out to shout Logan. Out to shout out to Dylan. Dylan and Sound with Zooks. Shout out to tech. everybody over here at Electric Punch. <laughs> Y'all and are the shit. For you listeners, shout out to you guys as well. You guys have a beautiful weekend. Stay safe. Oh, stay sexy. Also, drink shout out water. to the rest of our team members that could not be here today. Oh yes, um, there's so there's much a lot us. of other people <laughs> that are on our team that make things happen, and we appreciate the fuck out of y'all too. We love you. And with that, we are going to leave you. Thank you guys so much and have a great weekend. Hasta la bye-bye. Hasta la bye-bye.